lined up as if they're coming after him, and they do. And he's in trouble. Wentz will be escaping from the 18-yard line. How in the world did that happen? First down out to the 44-yard line. He's just breaking the hearts of the Washington Redskins. Wendell Smallwood gets run over. Was he down? Where did he go? Amazing. Hey, I'm Mike. And I'm Daniel. And we are Civil Youth, and you are listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. These are just emotions. Coming through the motions. To make it seem like I'm the only one. This is my moment to break free to a left to tour and throw the key from whatever is holding me. All right, so the Eagles somehow found a way to win a game for the first time in over a month and still control their own destiny when it comes to the playoffs. And it continues again this week against the Washington Redskins. Welcome to another edition of Eagles Enemies right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. And I am thrilled to bring back a returning guest from last season. The one and only Lake Lewis Jr. is joining us now. What's going on, Lake? Thanks for coming back on the show. Hey, how you doing, my friend? I'm glad you reached out, and uh, always look forward to coming on with you. Doing well. Eagles somehow still alive, and uh, it continues this week against the team you cover in depth. Just give me a little bit of uh, insight on what's been going on in Washington since the last time these two teams met. Obviously, uh, the Redskins have a new coach, uh, a new quarterback, and a whole lot of other things have been going on in Washington. What's kind of been uh, you know, the storyline of this season as it's progressed since week one? Uh, you know, the Redskins have been a mess this year, but, you know, fortunately it seems, it, it appears like over the last month, you know, the ship has been steadied a little bit. You know, since Bill Callahan's become coach, they've gone back to running the football. Adrian Peterson, you know, what can you say about him? A Hall of Fame running back still, is, you know, getting it done. Uh, Darius Geis was a, another young back that was complimenting Adrian. Unfortunately, Darius was hurt last week, and that's kind of been the storyline of his, you know, uh, brief pro career right now is that he's had you know now with this injury three knee injuries so he's on ir now so he, he won't play the final three games he'll miss this week obviously uh but but other than that you know Dwayne haskins terry mclaurin is a, is a guy that's you know emerged as a star at wide receiver for the redskins uh but some some younger players have really stepped to the forefront and that's really been the theme over the past three weeks you know, has been, you know, Kelvin Harmon, another wide receiver you guys will see on Sunday. Steven Sims Jr. has really emerged as a special teams ace and also doing, giving them some big plays from the slot. So you'll see a lot of these young guys on offense. On defense, you know, a player that you guys are familiar with from up that way at, at gone to Temple is uh, Matt Ioannidis. I think he's having a Pro Bowl year. So he, along with Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne and, you know, Tim Settle on the defensive front four, um, they're showing a lot, you know, so there's a lot of young talent on this team that's starting to emerge at this point. Now you bring up the wide receivers and the Eagles made a roster move this week uh, that included a former wide receiver that spent some time in Washington. That's Robert Davis uh, because mm-hmm, Alshon mm-hmm. Jeffrey was placed on injured reserve with the foot injury. What do you know about Robert Davis in his time in, in Washington and what can Eagles fans kind of expect to get out of Robert Davis? Is he a guy that 
is potentially just going to be here for the rest of the season, or if he makes a mark, he could you know stick around as one of these kind of diamonds in the rough. Oh yeah, I, I think Robert Davis is a guy that definitely has talent, and myself as well as some of my colleagues down here were actually pretty surprised with the way you know the Redskins had to handle him. Uh, you know, he had a big preseason. He was actually one of the favorite targets of Dwayne Haskins during the preseason. I think he scored uh, two times on you know like uh, two sixty yard or more. Uh, deep play so he's got speed he's a big guy uh you know the only thing with robert that that had set him back was he had a you know platyclismic you know if you can say that uh knee injury you know that that you know tore his acl mcl he did everything possible to that knee and it you know it it, it forced him to miss last year and he worked his way back uh and was having a really good preseason he really was so much so that you know he was on the roster uh you know to start the season uh but for whatever reason, Jay Gruden, you know, decided at some point they were going to release him. Then they signed him back to the practice squad. They released him again, uh, you know, and then ultimately they just decided to, you know, just let him go altogether. And I don't think this is a move, my friend. I don't think this is a move for the Eagles to, you know, pick up a player that played, you know, here so you can tell you what the playbook is. I don't think that's the situation. As you said yourself, the Eagles are, are, are kind of in dire straits right now at wide receiver. I know some of their young guys had, you know, some – some big moments last week in their win, their comeback win against the Giants. But I think Robert Davis, when healthy, could, could be an added bonus for the Eagles. He could be kind of like a poor man's Alshon Jeffrey with speed. And, you know, you bring up the wide receiver uh, issue that the Eagles are dealing with. They ended that Giants game with one healthy wide receiver going into this game with two healthy guys and now three with Robert Davis. How much of a benefit is that to this uh, Washington secondary, knowing that there's inexperienced guys out on the field playing wide receiver for this Eagles team, and you know they're not really deep at all when it comes to the wide receiver position. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say too much of a benefit, just from the standpoint that the Redskins are, are a team that's still trying to find their way. You know, they're they don't have the luxury to take anything from any any team lightly. You know, so they just have to go out and play football, execute the game plan at hand. You know, I will say. Uh, Fabian Moreau is a guy that, you know, he, he was he was highly, you know, thought of coming out of UCLA um, as a corner. I think he was all Pac-12, you know, uh, defender. But he, you know, he hurt his pack during his pro day and uh, he rubbed you toward. And, uh, you know, it, it, it caused him to slide. Some people had him as a first-round grade. Most had him as a second-round grade. He slid. Uh, the Redskins picked him up, and naturally he missed pretty much his whole rookie campaign because of that injury. Uh, and they have been playing him in the slot the last two years. And that's not really his game, you know. So now they put him on the outside, uh, basically sat Josh Norman, put Fabian Moreau on the outside, and, and the kid has responded. You know, he has uh, three interceptions. He had three interceptions in two games, you know, back-to-back games. So he's kind of a guy that they're taking a hard look at out there. So, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's a benefit for the Redskins that the Eagles are banged up um, at wide receiver because they still have guys on their side of the ball that have to prove themselves. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how that emerges on Sunday. What has been the overall, you know, consensus about Dwayne Haskins so far? Obviously, Washington liked him a lot in the draft, took him in the first round, and then it took a while for him to get on the field. Uh, And then there's obviously, you know, he takes a selfie with a fan, and there's those, you know, conflicting reports about how, you know, dedicated he is. How have you kind of seen the way Dwayne Haskins has been able to, you know, attack this rookie season for himself and how do you view him moving forward you know i have a a pretty good relationship with Dwayne. uh you know we we've talked from day one and uh 
you know, he, he's talked to me about some things, you know, some, some really things, personal things, you know, and, and I can say this, he's, he's a guy that wants to compete at all times. If anyone ever thought that he wasn't a gamer, they got the wrong person. You know, he's a guy that wants to compete. He kind of wants to shove some things down people's throats, you know, as far as the, the, the narrative on him not being ready to play in the NFL, not being mature enough to lead a team. I mean, he is 22 years old. I mean, he's a kid, you know, and people look up the road at Lamar Jackson and what he's doing MVP season, and they're asking, well, if Lamar can do this in his second year, maybe Dwayne can do it next year. And I, and I always caution people that the Ravens have talent. I mean, they have a lot <laughs> of talent. They just, they, you know, and they've got a great coach. And the other thing that they have that, uh, the Eagles, the Redskins, the Giants, even the Cowboys are looking for is they have stability as far as their organization. And that, that, that plays a large part in people being able to go out and perform on the field when they know upstairs stable. So I think those are things that Dwayne's having to deal with as it goes on here. I mean, he's playing for his second coach as a rookie. How many rookie quarterbacks go through that? And then on top of that, he's going through – you know, a maturation process where he's having to lead grown men who aren't accustomed to winning. So that's a tough thing, too. But I think overall he's improved each week. Uh, you know, you can clearly see that guys have rallied around him that he's liked, uh, you know, and you can clearly see that he, along with some of the other young players that I've mentioned, are, are, are kind of spearheading a new time for the Redskins where they're, they're competing, although they lost to Green Bay last week by five. They were 14-and-a-half point fa- uh, underdogs. So they, you know, they, 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 they held it down a little bit, you know, so you just want to see that kind of um, consistency and that kind of fight continue on throughout the last three games of the season. And somehow Washington was still in the playoff picture last week uh, with three wins (laughs) if a miracle and then some happened. But do you view them as kind of playing spoiler this week, especially with it being a divisional game? Oh, absolutely that they have a chance to inflict some damage over the next uh, two out of three weeks. They can do it to the Eagles. They can do it to the Cowboys in the final game. And, uh, and that would be fitting to a lot of Redskins fans to close the year out by beating your arch rival. And, and the Eagles are obviously a divisional rival as well. So, yeah, if you can cause other people to have some misery along with you, it makes, makes, makes your Christmas dinner taste a little better. So um, we'll see what happens have had the Redskins number pretty consistently of late uh you know and they've, they've had some games where they, they've, they've you know won going away this year you know the, the Redskins were winning big at halftime and the Eagles were getting booed off the field and they came back and uh you know won the game They're really similar to Monday night you know where they were getting booed off the field at halftime against the Giants came back and won the football game so we'll, we'll see what happens Sunday how do you think this Redskins defense kind of attacks the the two tight ends that the Eagles are going to put out on the field uh, with Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, especially knowing the you know limitations of this wide receiver core, knowing that they are pretty inexperienced and there's not that much chemistry there with Carson Wentz. Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, I think, are going to be big parts of this game. How do you view the defense kind of matching up with those two? You know, that's going to be a big, big, big matchup. You know, uh, the, the Eagles tight ends have given the Redskins fits. Zach Ertz has had, you know, he, he, he's a potential, you know, in my opinion, I think he's a fringe Hall of Fame talent. I do. Uh, and I'll say this. I mean, if he, got, if he gets into the Hall of Fame, people are probably going to look at his tape against the Redskins because he's absolutely destroyed them. So I'm sure Greg Minuski, the defensive coordinator for the Redskins, is going to make it a point to, 
to get a body, you know, on uh, Zach Ertz, you know, and that may open it up for Goddard, you know, who may be open more, more, more or less. So, you, you know, the Redskins linebackers have done a, a decent job in coverage of late. I mean, you know, two young guys that, you know, your, your audience should take a look out for on Sunday is Montez Sweat. You know, he's just a freak athlete. And, uh, you know, I expect for him to just keep emerging. I mean, he's really started to come into his own and play like a first-rounder, which he was, you know. Uh, he was their second first-round pick with uh, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, and then the other guy that I think everyone should take a good look at is Cole Holcomb. You know, he's a middle linebacker uh, that has some speed. He has range. He's a great tackler. And uh, right now, every week, you know, he, he's, he's breaking rookie records on that defense. So, uh, well, it's, it's going to be interesting to see because those two guys didn't play much of a factor into the first game when the Eagles played them. So it's just going to be interesting to see how they match up with those tight ends. Now you bring up Montez Sweat, and he was a guy that uh, a lot of Eagles fans wanted us to draft, but I had spoken to a few sources within the organization, and he was not on their draft board at all just based on uh, yeah. the way he attacked his, uh, his pre-draft interviews and just – you know, attitude, yeah. uh, how has that kind of played out for Montez in Washington? Has he really kind of, you know, buckled down and started to mature a lot? Yeah, Montez is actually one of the nicer guys in the locker room. He really is. I mean, he's, he's a good dude. And, uh, you know, any kind, any kind of, like, character issues and stuff like that, I don't know where that could have come from. I'm not saying that maybe there wasn't something there, but all I know is, you know, from day one here, he's, he's been welcoming to the media. He's funny. Um, you know, he, he talks, I mean, you know, he's a, he's a good guy. He really is. And, uh, seems like he's blending in with this locker room. The Redskins have a, a really high character, young locker room. I mean, a lot of their young players are just impressive human beings. I mean, they really are. And I'm not saying that cause I'm in there, but, but these are guys, cause you know, I've been in locker rooms where I didn't even want to talk to certain guys. I couldn't stand them, frankly, um, their attitude, their demeanor, but these guys are totally different. I mean, they're just high quality kids and, uh, you know, a lot of them are yes, sir, no, ma'am type. You know, it's just it's a it's a nice, refreshing thing to see. And because of that, you want to see them do well. You want to see them turn this thing around. And um, and I do. I think the Redskins aren't far away from really being able to compete at a high level in that division. Uh, you know, I would think going into next year, if the front office can do the right things and that's move out the way and bring in some real football people and let them run the show. Um, you know, from a head coaching position and, uh, you know, also from a, a GM position, I, I think the Redskins could really could be a surprise team next year. I'm not saying a Super Bowl contender. That's not what I mean. But they definitely could be a wild card, uh, you know, contender or, or a team that perhaps even challenges for the division. Because as we said, the division is bad right now. So it's not like there's a team that's running away. And we know how this division works. You can't win it back-to-back -back years. It just doesn't happen. It's, it hasn't been done in, what, like almost 20 years. Since so, yeah, 03 I mean, 04 was the last time we've had repeat <laughs> division winners in the East. Right. So if you're if you're a Redskins fan, you have hope for next year. I mean, whoever wins it this year, we don't expect them to do it. And, and you know, so that, that, does, that doesn't bode well for, uh, for, the, uh, for the Eagles or for the Cowboys for that matter. Has Terry McLaurin been kind of, you know, a bit of a safety blanket for Dwayne Haskins just off the field and on the field knowing their relationship? And has he been somebody that's been able to help Dwayne kind of, you know, just progress this season? Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they obviously they have history 
uh, at Ohio State. But the other thing uh, people don't realize is, you know, we know here now, but Kelvin Harmon and Dwayne Haskins have history from high school, you know, from they, they, they played together for a while. And uh, so, you know, he's got two targets out on the field that he's comfortable with. And then the other thing is, you know, when you're when you're on the, the scout team sometimes or you're on, you know, second stringer, you're throwing the guys that aren't starters. And therefore, he developed a rapport with uh, with Stephen Sims Jr. And now Stephen Sims Jr. is on the field. So Dwayne's looking around the field. It's not like he's just only going to one guy. That's that's not what we're seeing here. We're seeing him spread the ball around. He's throwing it to Jeremy Sprinkle, who. There's another young guy that has his ups and downs. I don't think he's their long-term answer at tight end. You know, if Jordan Reed can't play again or Vernon Davis, you know, doesn't come back, uh, they'll have to draft a tight end for sure. But um, Jeremy Sprinkle's another guy, you know, young player that they're getting the ball to and and doing some different things with. So, uh, you know, I I, I think right now McLaurin, though, is their guy. You know, I had a, a, a poll out this week, you know, who's the Redskins? Offensive Player of the Year, Team MVP, and Defensive Player of the Year. And most fans were shooting uh, Terry McLaurin, you know, as the Team MVP, if not Tressway the punter, who's just incredible. Uh, so he's had that kind of dominant year, and clearly that's helped Dwayne, uh, you know, have that kind of security blanket. But Dwayne doesn't force the ball to Terry every chance he gets by any means. And just looking at how this Eagle secondary has attacked, you know, speed and size, and Terry's got – you know, a little bit of both. How do you kind of see Terry matching up again now that he's had a, a bulk of a season to really get adjusted to the NFL? And even even so, he had a, a dominant performance week one. Seeing this Eagles secondary again, how do you think he's going to perform on Sunday? Oh, I think he's going to be just fine. You know, uh, early in the year, like, well, this is actually in training camp. I actually had a tweet out that said, you know, just – just seeing how Terry ran, how fast he is, and, you know, how he ran his routes, he's physical. I actually tweeted out that he reminds me of like a combo of, of, of Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon. Naturally, both those guys were in Redskins uniforms at one point, so I vividly, and I know those guys, so I vividly could recall the things about them, their attributes. And Terry, to me, was like a combo of both those guys. I, didn't, I never said he was better than any of them or better at what they did. Um, and so much so that Deshaun Jackson's mom, uh, you know, I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool with Miss G, you know, but she, she literally, um, you know, she wrote me saying that she begged the different. There's no one to compare to her son. And that, she's supposed to say that, of course. But the point is, he followed that up like four days later, <laughs> first game against the Eagles, uh, you know, big play. Uh, he, you know, I think he had over 130 yards receiving and he was overthrown on a 70 yarder. Uh, by uh, Case Keenum at the time that would have put him up around 200 yards on the day receiving yards. So um, he's fared very well. But but the guy that I'm starting to see, he reminds me a lot of just the way he goes about it and the way he gives his body up on things. He kind of reminds me of um, um, DeAndre Hopkins. That's probably the guy that I see more of him in. And and that's not a bad comparison. By not at all. <laughs> by any means, yep. We love Mama Jackson here. In Philadelphia, we're glad she's back as well. But um, you know, looking at the way this this game kind of plays out, the importance of it. Who do you view as kind of an X factor on this Washington team that is going to take this game into their own hands and try to be the the hero to to upset the Eagles? Well, I think that's an easy, uh, a, a fair question, but an easy one. I think it's uh, Adrian Peterson. I, I mean, 
this team, these young guys, they, they look up at him like, you know, he's, he's, he's a shuttleworth or something. I mean, they really do. They're, they, 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 you know, they don't call him Adrian. They call him the GOAT. <laughs> I mean, that's his name in the locker room, GOAT. And uh, rightfully so. I mean, the guy is just uh, he's phenomenal at what he does, and, and he takes care of his body. And, and I can say, having gotten to know Adrian uh, pretty well, uh, you know, he just came out on my um, podcast and, um, you know, stayed out with me on it for an hour and a half. This was out on a, a public location. And, uh, you know, we we talked about everything but the Redskins, frankly. I mean, it's just 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 really sound person. And uh, we, we know what happened in the past, you know, with this kid and everything. But, you know, some of us who've gone through that ourselves growing up didn't really think much of it. I, I know that may sound harsh, but. No, that 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 was a situation that wasn't a good situation for him at all but but i don't think by any means when you get a chance to know him you would know that he didn't intend anything negative towards his kid that's quite apparent so you know you just see how he's revered in the locker room and the guys have really rallied around him and he's just running angrier than ever i mean he really the the way jay gruden handled him early in the year was i i and I, I don't have a problem saying it again it was it was one of the most disrespectful things i had ever seen done to someone that didn't warrant that by having him inactive and jay gruden was like they needed a tight end uh, for that game and they had one person who needed to act deactivate and it was adrian because they, the plan was to go with darius and chris thompson at the time no you don't do that <laughs> you just you just don't do that under any circumstances because this is a first ballot Hall of Famer who last year rushed for over 1,100 yards with 35 different offensive line combinations. You know, so he didn't warrant having his spot taken. And uh, since Bill Callahan's come in, Adrian Peterson's looked like Adrian Peterson. I mean, what more can you say? Now, when it comes to that matchup, the Eagles have been impressively, uh, you know, really good against the run this year. Do you think that matchup is something that? is going to kind of determine the game as well as just that Eagles uh, run defense going up against uh, the Washington running attack. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the key to the game. If the Redskins can't run the ball, it's going to be a, an extremely long day because that's where it comes back to. You don't want to put the whole plate on Dwayne Haskins at this point. And I know he feels like he can he could, he could take it on, and that's what you want. You want your quarterback, you know, your young star to feel like that, but – that's not necessarily true where you need to see it. Not right now. And, uh, you know, it might be, it might be, you know, inclement weather. And if that's the case, you definitely want to run the ball. But, but in fairness, that's going to be the flip side on the other side of the ball too. Uh, the Eagles are going to need to establish the run. You know, I'm a Penn State alum, you know, so I'm, I'm a fan of Miles Sanders. And I think, you know, he's had a really good, strong rookie campaign. But I think at times the Eagles have gotten away from their running game. You know, put too much pressure on Carson Wentz and uh, especially with the banged up receiving core. So, you know, I think this game is going to come down clearly to who wins the battle in the trenches. Whoever does, especially on the offensive side of the ball, they'll win this football game. It's absolutely shocking to me that it took until just now for us to actually mention Carson Wentz's name. Uh, When it comes to, you know, Carson playing against this Washington defense and uh, you know, where he's had to do a lot this season with just the revolving door of guys on this offense for him. How do you view Carson being able to attack this Washington defense, you know, from top to bottom? And is it something that he should have, you know, more ease with uh, than he probably did week one in that first half where he struggled and then kind of came across? 
Obviously, this game, he won't have Deshaun Jackson to throw the ball to for over 150 yards, but how do you kind of view Carson Wentz matching up against Washington's defense? You know, Carson's a guy that's extremely talented. He is, but I also think he's a guy that he needs confidence, and he needs to get it early in games. You know, obviously, last week he, he got it late in the game, you know, and came back, brought the Eagles back. Also, you know, before I tell Eagles fans to get overly excited about that, the Giants just handed the game away in the second half. I don't know what they were doing. Um, that's a whole other story for a whole other day. But nevertheless, he won the game, and that has to be a confidence builder for him because, let's face it, he was starting to hear the grumblings within the locker room about Nick Foles and maybe they should have kept him. And, you know, naturally Nick Foles won a Super Bowl with him. So you saw him prove it on the field. You haven't seen Carson outside of, you know, the one year where he was on an MVP type campaign before he hurt his knee. You haven't seen that same player since you just haven't, you've seen it. We've, we've seen it in spurts, but we haven't seen it put together consistently. But now it, it this is where it matters. This is crunch time. This is, you know, basically right now the Eagles have started their playoffs. You know, it's you got to win to get in um, and win to stay in. So, you know, I think the game is going to come down to Carson Wentz, frankly, uh, more so than Dwayne Haskins because Wentz is going to be expected to be able to produce. So, uh, you know, again, a running game for him will help him quite a bit. But if the Eagles can't sustain that running game, I, I, I think it could, it could, it could be – you know, not so good for Carson Wentz because one thing I will say, the Redskins defense is playing extremely well. Uh, you know, they, they've they've racked up seven sacks or more uh, two out of the last three games. They've, they've had like a streak of ten games where they have four sacks or more. So they're getting after the quarterback pretty good. So it's just going to be interesting to see how he manages that. And a guy that really saved Carson Wentz on Monday night was Boston Scott, of all people. Kind of a, a poor man's Darren Sproles, if you will. Mm-hmm. How does the, the Washington defense kind of match up against a player like him where he can do it all out of the backfield, whether it's receiving, running the ball with that, that burst of speed that he has? How do you view that matchup? Yeah, it's going to be interesting because last week in Green Bay, um, you know, Aaron Jones was, uh, you know, he, he really um, – you know, ran the ball between the tackles well. A couple big plays. And uh, so if you're if you're the Redskins, you have to be conscious of that. You know, you can't give up those big runs, those big plays, uh, because those are what are what's gashing them. So, uh, you know, I think if, if they can, you know, contain the run, contain, you know, the big plays, the quick-hitting plays by the Eagles, I definitely think they have a chance to uh, compete and, you know, maybe even pull out, a, a you know, still a victory. In your opinion, do you think the Eagles continue this odd, miraculous playoff push and uh, come out on top on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I do. I, I predicted them to win the game 19-16. I think it's going to be a hard-fought battle um, up until the end. I think they just have a little bit more that they can pull it out. And they have more to play for at this point right now. So a loss against the Redskins would, would signal to me the Eagles don't want to get in the playoffs. And I, and I actually predict them to win the division. I think that they are the more stable of all the teams in the NFC East, if that's saying anything. But I do. I think that Peterson has a, you know, he's tried to develop a culture in there. And, and we've seen the Eagles rally in December over the last two seasons, which which leads me to believe that they know it's in, it's in them to do it, as opposed to the other teams have imploded in December. We're seeing that in Dallas right now. Um, so, you know, I think the Eagles win this game, you know, hard-fought game. And I actually think they go on 
and win the division, probably with an eight and eight record, uh, which isn't saying a whole lot because it means you're going to either get, you know, a, a Seattle, a Green Bay, a San Fran, or a Minnesota to come in your building, and that doesn't fare well for you regardless. Totally agree, and I'd be remiss too because we had some big. Uh, Washington Redskins news. Just wanted to get your opinion on it, the whole Clinton Portis situation. If you had any thoughts on uh, everything that's gone down there, because it was a lot to unpack. Yeah, I mean it's it's a mess, and uh, his lawyer issued a statement today saying that he didn't know that that's what was going on. You know, so you can't. You know, I know our, the country's theme has kind of changed to you're guilty until proven innocent, and that's not the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be the other way around. So. I can't really comment too much on it, you know, until everything really comes out. But I just know that it's just not another look, good look for the Redskins. It's always, it's like every week down here, my friend, it's always something with this team and this brand. And and it makes life tough sometimes. It makes work hard sometimes. You know, you just, you just can never have a positive story. And the positive story for me is just the young guys on the field right now competing. That's, that's, that's where I'm sticking my, my hat right now and, and stand with that and just trying not to even go into some of the other nonsense that's out there but, but yeah it's uh it's not good it's not a good time to be a Redskins uh media member not a good time to be a Redskins fan for those uh fans out there because again they're they're just a you know a crap show at this point <laughs> <laughs> Lake Lewis Jr you're the absolute best let everybody know where they can uh read all your stuff check out your podcast and follow you on all the uh social media fronts Oh, I appreciate it. You know, um, you can check me out on uh, Twitter at Lake Lewis. Um, I'm on Instagram, uh, Lake Lewis Jr. Uh, you know, I have a, uh, a daily podcast called After Practice uh, with Lake Lewis. You can, you know, hear that on uh, pretty much any uh, carrier, I- iTunes, uh, Spotify, uh, you know, iHeartRadio. It's on there. Um, every other Friday, I host it out in a live public forum. Um, as I mentioned, when Adrian came out, but I host it with uh, Morgan Moses, who's a uh, starting right tackle for the team. And we have a good time with that. And then, naturally, all my work you can check out now exclusively on, uh, on sportsjourney.com. So I uh, definitely appreciate the plug. Lake, you're the best. We love having you on the show. Enjoy your holiday. And uh, hopefully, this game is more entertaining uh, than we could expect it to be and uh, things get right for both of these teams because it's more fun when they're both doing well. All right, my friend. I appreciate coming on as always. Uh, Have a happy holiday and and your listeners as well. Be safe. Well, there you have it, folks. Things we already knew. Washington, an absolute mess. You heard it right from the source, Mr. Lake Lewis Jr. They are an absolute mess, but they have that young talent. And Terry McLaurin is a guy that I am terrified of for this Eagles defense because he brings the speed, he brings the size, and that is something this Eagles secondary struggles with. So if they can handle their business when it comes to you know, stopping scary Terry and this Eagles run defense just steps up and does what they're supposed to do when it comes to stopping the run, when it comes to Adrian Peterson, this team should win in a landslide. I, I think this is such a, a an easy opportunity for the Eagles to come out and make people feel so good about this team. They should dominate from start to finish, and it's just a matter of executing. Don't go away from what's working. Doug Peterson, like we said, gets away from the run sometimes. If the run is working, use it. Don't put as much pressure on Carson Wentz. Don't put more pressure on him than you need to. Like It's that simple. So hopefully the Eagles you know, 
listen to this podcast and figure it out. Just go out and, and get a nice, solid 60-minute win against a division rival. Keep chugging along and win this division because it is right in front of you. It is like the carrot dangling in front of the horse. Just go get it. Go get it. Got to thank Lake Lewis Jr. for coming back on the show. He is one of our favorite guests, just like all of our guests, but it's always a blast talking with him. Make sure you follow him and check out his work, and make sure you're following us on Twitter. You can follow me at KBIZZL311. You can follow the podcast at UndergroundPHI. All your Eagles updates. We got you covered. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews, how you think this game is going to turn out. If the Eagles make the playoffs, anything you want to let us know, five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. You can check us out on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Follow and stream us on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn app, and Radio.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at UndergroundPHI for all your Philly sports needs. So let's go get a dub, guys. Let's go get a dub. Eagles, Washington, Sunday. Just, Just take care of business. Let's do the damn thing. This has been another edition of Eagles Enemies right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your host, Kyle Bennett. Again, thank you to Lake Lewis Jr. for coming on the show. We'll catch you guys next week for uh, the big one against the Dallas Cowboys. But until then, go Birds.